Hey, I'm Katie Natopoulos, and here are four stories you need to know about today. Robert Mugabe has officially stepped down after 37 years as president of Zimbabwe. He had been facing mounting pressure from his own party, the army, and tens of thousands of protesters. He was also 93 years old, so sometimes it's just time to step down. His letter of resignation arrived just as his own party was beginning impeachment proceedings. Ouch. The move came after a week of tension sparked by Mugabe's firing of Vice President Emerson Munangagwa. The army placed the president under house arrest, and tens of thousands of protesters called for his removal. Finally, his own party moved to reinstate Munangagwa and remove Mugabe over the weekend. But there are still questions over whether the military will step in to lead or Vice President Munangagwa. Michigan Representative John Conyers settled a wrongful dismissal complaint back in 2015 with a former employee who said that she was fired because she rebuffed his sexual advances. The complaint included signed affidavits from former staff members who said that Conyers repeatedly made sexual advances towards staff, among other allegations. But these documents also speak to something far larger, a mechanism by which Congress has kept an unknown number of sexual harassment allegations secret. I've got Lysandra Villa on the phone from D.C. who reported this story with Paul McLeod. Lysandra, who is Conyers and what does the former employee say he did? Okay, so Congressman Conyers is the ranking member of the Judiciary Committee um, in the House of Representatives. Not only that, but he's a civil rights icon and basically the, the staffer at the center of the case alleged that she was fired because she didn't succumb to sexual advances. And within all of these documents were a lot of accusations that these women made, and they alleged that he repeatedly made sexual advances on female staff. That included requests for sex acts. In fact, one affidavit actually said one woman alleged her duties as a staffer were to keep a list of people they believed the congressman was having an affair with and having them flown in if necessary at times using congressional resources to do that. So a lot of wide-ranging allegations in these documents. So in this case, what was the outcome of the complaint? So the way that this particular settlement was resolved was that she was just added back onto the payroll as sort of a ghost employee um, just to be paid that that settlement, which is kind of eyebrow-raising just because those are taxpayer dollars. And it also potentially raises a separate question. Last week, the Washington Post reported that the Congress's Office of Compliance had paid out $17 million for more than 250 settlements with federal employees over the course of two decades for a lot of violations. Some of those are sexual harassment, but obviously in this case that we reported, that's not where that money came from. So it kind of is unclear um, how exactly some of these settlements are made. And, and we don't we don't actually know of any other cases like Congressman Conyers mm-hmm. where it was paid out of office. But on Tuesday, we found some court documents that also alleged persistent sexual harassment from the congressman from a different former staffer that had nothing to do with the one that we reported on Monday. So are there likely to be any effects from this going public? Lawmakers, for for a bit now, especially in this post-Weinstein era, have been calling for reform and have been calling for mandatory training on on the Hill for, for sexual harassment training. And then there's also the other interesting bit of news is that 
the ethics committee in the House um, is actually doing an investigation into Conyers. So, I mean, there are a lot of implications that can speak just more broadly to, again, the atmosphere in the post-Weinstein era. Lisandra Villa from D.C., thanks so much. On Tuesday, the FCC moved to repeal net neutrality. Basically, net neutrality means that your internet provider like Verizon or your cable company has to set one price for as much data as you want or a website uses. They can't, for example, charge one price just for email access and another price if you also want to, say, stream Netflix. That's also good for businesses. It means that if you're a big site like Netflix, you don't have to pay more than if you just want to run a regular website. FCC Chairman Ajit Pai and his fellow opponents of net neutrality argue that these rules, which were passed under the Obama administration in 2015, hamper competition and lead to worse Internet access overall by restricting Internet providers' behaviors. Supporters of net neutrality, on the other hand, argue that these rules are essential for an open, democratic, and competitive Internet. It's expected that Pi's proposal will be accepted in a vote in December, but it may take some time for it actually to go into effect, with some companies putting up a legal fight. Could I get some irony air horn, please? Russia threatens that it may block Facebook if it won't comply with their laws. So... <laughs> In 2015, Russia made a law that says that foreign Internet companies must store the data of Russian users on servers inside of Russia. They can't just store them in, you know, San Francisco or wherever their server bases are. Because of this law, Russia actually did ban LinkedIn back in November of 2016. I'm so sorry for everyone in Russia who cannot have constant emails from LinkedIn reminding them of people they went to high school with who have just joined LinkedIn. The head of Russia's telecom watchdog said that Facebook executives will visit in December or January to discuss the compliance. Facebook had no comment to BuzzFeed News at this time. It would be a big deal for Facebook to actually get blocked in Russia and lose that whole market. It's the ninth most populous country in the world, and it's also just a really big Internet market. It probably represents a lot of business for Facebook, not including the possibly Russian intelligence ads that are run. I'm talking about, like, you know, the legitimate business there. Uh, Facebook had no comment at this time for BuzzFeed News on this. Facebook Russia, I hope you two crazy kids can work it out. For more on the latest stories, download the BuzzFeed News app. And you can listen to this briefing, reporting to you, wherever you get your podcasts. 